Hi, welcome to Cycling Talk Podcast with me, Georgia Mahoney. In today's episode, I'm chatting to Charlie Aldridge. Charlie is a young rider who has represented Great Britain many times internationally in mountain bike. Good luck to Charlie, he'll be racing the Euros this weekend as another one of his international races. Thank you for joining me today, Charlie. Hi, thanks for having me on. What are some of your early memories of being on a bike? Um, well, I've been riding my bike for a really long time, like since I was really young, so I can't remember exactly, but I do, I've still got my first bike hanging on the, on the wall in the shed, um, small red 20 inch, like little bike. I remember riding that around like the local roads and, um, in the park and stuff with mum and friends and stuff. That's probably first memories. Was that bike the first bike that you were really excited about? Uh... I wouldn't say, probably not, no, because at that point it was just a bike. I didn't really know that much about it. But I remember probably when I was, just after I started racing, probably when I was around about 11, I got like a proper mountain bike. Um, it was a Scott scale, um, that night, white and gold and black. It was really cool. Um, I still got that as well, actually. And um, yeah, I was really excited about that. That was, that was pretty cool. Have you kept a lot of your bikes from growing up? Yeah, I've kept a lot of them. There's quite a few that were kind of died or about broken frame or um, stuff like that. The old ones that have kind of gone somewhere else. But I still get, I've still got quite a lot of them. Um, other than the ones I have to give back to whoever gave them to me. So Scott, some of the, some of the newer race bikes I have to give back. And I expect most of them don't really fit you anymore. So they're just sort of memory bikes. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've grown quite a lot since since I started racing. So, did you ride a lot with your family growing up? Yeah. So my mum is really into cycling. Um, she still cycles those now, and I mean we're quite a sporty family anyway. So we were kind of always out um, riding and doing stuff like that. And then um, I found it much more interesting to go off the side of the road and do jumps and play about in the garden on my bike as opposed to just sitting and pedaling. So that's kind of how I got more into mountain biking as opposed to anything else. And were you part of a local club? Uh, yeah. So, well, my parents, see, they saw a advert in the paper for Strathern Bike Club back, as it was back in the day. And it was just a kind of volunteer-run little thing on Sundays and um, I went along, just went along to the local kind of hill, um, did just like loads of little laps and F, like races and skills stuff. And yeah, it was really good fun. Can you tell me about your first race? So the guy that ran the club, he was like, oh, we're doing these um, SXC races, like the Scottish Cross Country uh, primary school races. I think I was about 10 at this point. Um, and he was like, oh, do you want to come along? to one of them and my, my mum and dad have gone off hill walking or something somewhere so I got a lift with him went along to this race and I had absolutely no idea what I was doing um and yeah no I just went along I think I was late for the start um didn't really know what I was doing I hadn't practiced the course or anything because I didn't know you had to um and yeah I just kind of pedaled around until they told me to stop I think again third actually which is I was really happy with them. Um, that was good fun. But yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's funny memories, actually. I remember it really clearly. 
I think I came third at my first race as well and I think I sort of didn't really know what was going on I think a lot of people that I've spoken to just sort of didn't really realize they were racing when they first sort of started yeah oh cool yeah no it is it is funny isn't it when you get more into it it kind of like it's a bit like all sports if I was to do well the sport I'd have no idea what I was doing um like when I was young well, I mean I would roughly but yeah no at that point it was just kind of little rally going out like go as fast as you can to however far and then but it got quite quickly got much more competitive than that um, <laughs> with the other boys you mentioned that you were a very sporty family what were some of the mm. sports that you did growing up so I used to do quite a lot of skiing as well there's a dry ski slope pretty close to here um so you maybe once every week and mum's a ski instructor she could can be a ski instructor so um she's kind of keen for me to do that um so I went to that and that was quite good fun I used to do quite a bit of racing um but yeah I couldn't really keep keep skiing up as well as a mountain biking because cycling is you need to be quite diverted and spend a bit of money on it but skiing is like another level so um, yeah, we had to give up skiing, unfortunately. I do still love skiing, night skiing. Um, try and do do it every now and again, keep it up. Because um, like, obviously in Scotland, you know, it, sometimes it does snow in the winter, so we go go up to the hills and go skiing for a bit, which is good fun. But um, yeah, no, it's mostly just cycling all the way through. I did play school sports for a while as well, but as soon as I started to get more serious into cycling, then I had to give that up. Oh, that's really interesting. What sort of training were you doing and how did you manage that around your education? Um, so at the start, it was just cycling for fun. Um, didn't want to be too serious because I feel if you go too serious too young, you'll just kind of lose the love for it and kind of burn out. Whereas if you, um, yeah, so I was just kind of riding at the weekends, doing other sports in the, in the week at school, maybe going out cycling once a week or something. Um, and then, like, a couple of years after that, I just kind of got more and more training. Um, and, yeah, and then I joined Sterling Bike Club, which was bigger than Strathairn at that time. Um, and there was a coach there who's called Donald. Um, and Donald gave me a training program to do. Um, so I started doing that a bit more. And it was just things like longer rides at the weekend and then, like, a short ride off on Tuesdays and Thursdays, maybe gym on Wednesday, um, little stuff like that. And school was actually quite helpful with that. They were quite kind of just enjoying the fact that they had um, someone trying to do that sport, which is cool. Um, so they were quite, they were quite kind of let me let me out of sports and go home early and stuff. So um, yeah, that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, just it kind of over the years, it just gradually kind of crept up amount of training. And I can kind of, I can remember the like the points of my racing career so far when I kind of stepped up training and it kind of reflected in my results as well. Um, so, yeah. What was your first national race like? The first national was, I can't really remember how old I was, but I think it was around under 14, maybe under 16. And um, it was a bit like the first race I did. They were like, oh, those they're doing these British races. Oh, I'm trying to go down to one of them. It's like, big big race um, and I was like all right okay so we went down to this race and 
like you like again. I didn't really know what I was doing, and it felt huge. Like there's so many, so many boys out racing, and I, yeah, I don't know how I did. I think it was at Sherman. No, no, it wasn't Sherman. Where was it? Um, Hoptonwood in Shropshire, and yeah, it was quite muddy. I think I finished. Um, but yeah, that was good fun. And then the next one, I did better again. Um, and then that was just my first year. And then yeah, that was first year under fifteen or under six, no fourteen. Gets me confused because the European categories are under 17 and under 15, but the British ones are under 14 and under 16. But it's the same year, it's just different. I think it's 16 and under as opposed to under 17. Have you only ever really competed in mountain bike? When I was younger, I used to do lots of different stuff, like a bit of downhill, a bit of enduro, um, a little bit of road. I'm not the biggest fan of Road racing, I never really have been. Um, it, I do enjoy it now more, actually, riding on the road bike, like I was out on the road bike this morning. But, um, yeah, it was mostly mountain bike. How did your first national win feel? I was I was just pretty happy, to be honest. I think, yeah, because it was under seven, no, when was it, 2017, first year, second year under 16, first race of the year. And I had no real expectations of how well I was going to do. Um, but I've been training quite a lot of the winter um started doing gym properly that year as well and yeah it just kind of I just yeah I managed to win it and I was like wow this is cool I didn't really expect that but yeah happy days so um I was loving it really <laughs> can you tell me about your first international race yeah so the year before that we went out to the European champs in Graz in Austria um, and that was that was like the big big international race to do, um, and it was it was kind of it was it's not just a single mountain bike race like like the Euros is when you get older, but um, it's like a, you you go as a team three, um, one girl and two boys usually, and then um, you do some team events the first couple of days, and then you do three individual events. So there's a kind of combined skills slash mountain bike race one then there's a kind of extra long cross country and then there's just the standard cross country race and for the first time I went there it was, it was again it was ridiculous because there was so many people racing um and it's just like insane like there's just people flying about everywhere and you never know where, where if you're coming or going and then like the pace is so really high so um yeah it was a pretty Pretty crazy experience, to be honest. Um, but yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty good fun. And you did that again the year afterwards, and you actually won. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, so that yeah, that year after, I managed to win all the national British rounds, other than the national champs. I came second to Harry, and so yeah, I went into the European champs. I was kind of thinking. My best result the year before was a ninth in the strong cross country. And I was kind of like, I could do quite well in this. Um, so I'd be training really hard all the whole summer. I knew I was in good form from the, from the nationals. And yeah, I just kind of went fast in the, on, my bike, on my bike. Um, I did well in the skills competition. Got the first grade for the cross country race. And then, well, that first race. And then managed to win the first first day of individual racing um which i was really happy with i was just like mind blown that i could manage to <laughs> manage to win the race um 
and then I managed to win the second day as well on the long lap. And that was kind of that was good. That was good because it kind of more cemented the fact that I was a good cyclist opposed to just lucky first day, first day winner. Um, and then the last day it was like 35 degree heat. Um, and I kind of struggled in that. And I think I came around in fourth in the end, but um, it was it was close. But yeah, I, I nearly lost it in that, but managed to, managed to hold it. Um, so yeah, it was a really cool experience. And we were riding for, ride for Charlie as well. Um, for the Charlie Craig charity, so that was that was the first kind of we kind of kick started the the charity. So that was that was pretty yeah that was a pretty big moment for me. Mm. And yes, yeah, so it was a team of me, me Harry Harry Birchland, Hattie Yandon, and for Red Charlie. So yeah, and Harry Hattie managed to win as well. So oh, very cool. Good trip. When did you join a British cycling program? So joined British Cycling after that race. So first year junior. Um, I've been on Scottish Cycling kind of program for like the kind of progression program for a long time. But yeah, British Cycling started started then. How was the Scottish Cycling program different to the British Cycling program? So Scottish Cycling is mainly throughout the whole age like from from when you're really young to like elite is pretty much the mountain bike side is run by a guy called Paul Noonan who is my Scottish coach and he is a really really good coach and so I've known him for years and years and years and basically how the it's called a race program um how it works is that if you um start doing well in Scottish races and stuff I think you can get I'm not exactly sure how you get invited but you get invited to these training programs and yeah you just go and do loads of little races and stuff um training weekends and learn about racing more than just riding a bike so all the other stuff that goes into it like nutrition um stretching gym all this and that and so yeah it's a really good kind of program and it's kind of reflected in the number of scots that do well in british races um so for such a small country, we have we win quite a lot of the or do quite well in a lot of the um, races. So, but yeah, no, it's really really good. Um, but Scottish cycling now is more. It's it's similar to British cycling, but less kind of. I don't really know how to describe it. You don't. We don't get as much support, but because British cycling, you get it's it's um, lottery funded, whereas Scottish cycling isn't. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's similar, but not quite as kind of big. How did you feel the first time that you represented GB? I, I read this question. I was trying to think. I can't actually remember when the first race was. Um, I think it was... No, it wasn't Daniel I, I was first year junior, and at that point, the races were just mad. Like, we were starting from the very back. So in, the, in like, a junior HC kind of junior series, it was probably starting 60th. Um, or 80th and then trying to work your way all the way to the front um, so I just remember it was always like there was all there was quite a lot of pressure actually on me because I felt kind of like I wanted to get a good result to kind of yeah to kind of live up to the live up to the support that we were getting so I think the first race we did was Marseille um, International Recycling and it was it was it was good actually because they support us so much 
um, yeah, it just it was nice to have that kind of backing and support to to try and try and do as well as you can in the international peace calendar. Do you have any really memorable moments from these Junior World Series and the Junior World Champs races? I mean, yeah, I don't really remember the good points kind of blending all into each other. I remember quite a few bad bits. I remember just, I, I used to get quite a lot of crashes and punctures and there's always kind of this something going on on Snapchain. Um, but from that first year, nothing really stands out. It was just kind of a smash fest trying to get through people. And yeah, so the, the year after, I do remember quite a lot of kind of tussles with the other boys. Um, and they say it's an on-contact sport, but the start sometimes can be quite quite contact, if you know what I mean. Um, so I did have a little off with Boyle Carter Woods uh, in the kind of final corner of the first Junior Series I won the next year after. Um, so I remember that quite vividly. So that year you had a shoulder injury, which meant that you were off the bike for most of the winter. Can you tell me about the injury and the recovery? Yeah, so in that year, in first year junior in Marseille, we went on a big kind of ride in the hills the day after the race, and the hills were amazing. It's just like, it's really rocky out there. It's kind of like this white rock um, and like sparse vegetation. It's really, it's really cool. Um, but we went on this big ride, and kind of like looked at this big hill, we're like, oh, let's go up that, that looks fun. Kind of hiked the bike all the way up to the top, and then how do we get down? Went the wrong direction, going down this hill, and I just kind of hit a rock wrong and went over the bars, put my hands out to kind of stop me. And I like pushed my shoulder out mm. of the joint, like a shot out. My arms kind of stood up and my arm was stuck, um, like out. And I was like, oh no, this is not good. And I kind of turned around and it popped itself back in. Um, and I actually managed to ride it all the way home. Um, but yeah, I was in agony that night. Um, but it managed to, it was really sore, but it managed to kind of fix itself within two weeks for the next World Series race in Niles in Italy. So I thought it was all good. But later on that year, it started kind of having issues and started popping out again. Um, I went to the consultant's office and he was like, it actually popped out in his office trying one of the exercises. And I was like, he was like, no, this isn't good. Um, apparently it was a quite a rare type of dislocation. Um, it went out the back instead of the front. Um, so yeah, I had to have surgery on that. So that was in November. And yeah, so, but actually it was really good. We're really grateful for kind of the Scottish Circling Institute support because they just like whizzed you through the kind of fast track, if you will. Um, so I got it done within two weeks, which was like fantastic because um, otherwise you would have been waiting like a year to get a, get a surgery and it did need to be done so really lucky with that. How did you feel the first time that you won a Junior World Series race the year afterwards? Yeah well that winter after that I kind of spent a lot of time on a turbo trainer because um, I couldn't really ride my bike so I was really fit really strong but um, didn't have any endurance so I could go really hard, but then just like blow up afterwards. So I did a big kind of endurance block, trying to build that up after after when I could ride my bike again. And then, yeah, I think I just 
started doing a bit better in these races. And I was surprised in a way because, I, I mean, I had been doing lots of training compared to the year before, but I was just kind of, yeah, ready. I knew I could strongly. It was quite tight at the start. But, yeah, I just, I was absolutely over the moon with winning that race. Um, so, yeah, no, really good. But that was the same race that I had a clash on, we crashed on the last corner. Um, so it wasn't without its trauma, but, um, yeah, that was a good, good memories. You won three more races in the Junior World Series that year. You must have been really happy with how your season was going, especially after the injury. Mm, yeah, no, yeah, it was fantastic. I was just, that whole summer was really good. Yeah, I think I won, yeah, three more after that. Um, so, yeah, I was just kind of like riding the wave, if you will. Um, but then I did actually fall off again just before National Champs that year and cut my knee open. So that kind of put me out of National Champs. And so that was kind of, it wasn't, the year wasn't just like straight success. I did have something set me back again. I was kind of, it was either injuries or, um, yeah, I really enjoyed that year. To finish off your mountain bike season, you won the Junior World Champs. That must have been amazing for you. How did you feel going into that race? Yeah, so um, I would say that after I hadn't had that crash, she put me out of national champs. So I kind of thought, oh, I'd burn this year. I'm, I'm just not in the business. I'm going to win the world champs now. But in the back of my head, I was kind of like, no, you can definitely do it. So, because I knew earlier, I had the form to do it earlier in the year, but now I put myself back again. Um, so I was kind of like going into it. I'd recovered. And I was out doing efforts again, but I was like training. I was just like so focused because I really, really wanted to do well in this race. Like the the World Cups were definitely a goal, but the World Champs was kind of always in the back of my head. Like um, I want to win World Champs um, for the whole year. So um, yeah, no, but it was it was weird because I didn't really feel that much pressure to to kind of win because because I was like, oh, I've just had an injury. Um, I'll try and see how well I do and then um, kind of, yeah, just see what happens. So, yeah, we kind of, because it was in Canada, um, so we flew out and that was just a great experience in, in itself. And, um, yeah, I did the team relay a couple of days before our race and didn't feel amazing in it. Um, I didn't, and I was just kind of like, oh, well, I'm not in the best form. I think my, my lap was 30 seconds behind the other um, the other junior boys. In, in one lap and I was like oh well we'll just race as hard I'll race as hard tomorrow and, and see what happens and um, so in the actual race I my tactic was just to kind of try and stay at the front not kind of use too much energy at the start just to, like see how see how I'm going because and not try and attack because I know I wasn't sure if I had the form to take it to finish and yeah I just kind of played a safe race kind of um stayed near the front and then yeah managed to attack to the last lap managed to managed to win so really 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 happy who supported you to get to that point um I think through the, the whole way through it's been a combination of so many people I can't pinpoint one single person probably other than my parents who have been who have been kind of dedicated the whole way through um they've yeah they really have um been there for me everything. but um I suppose coach wise there's Paul's always pushed me, my current coach Matt as well. Um, really kind of showing me what you actually need to do to win, which is good. But yeah, there's so many, loads of people that have kind of done their bit. How do you find 
all of the traveling to all of the events and do you get support with that it, i think something i always say like the my best part of the sport that i do is like all the traveling and kind of experiences that we get from it so i feel like for track cycling all they they kind of go travel out to these races but it's always in a velodrome in the middle of a city um it's never never really in the nicest places whereas for mountain bike we always get to go to nice kind of villages in the hills and stuff most of the time anyway so um i think i'm really lucky with that so i actually really enjoy the traveling sometimes it can be an absolute nightmare um especially this year when all the british races are in like Cornwall and Devon um and we have to travel drive down there <laughs> yeah no the i'm quite lucky as well because most of the, the broad races are organized by british or scottish cycling but sometimes you do have to organize it ourselves um you don't realize how hard it is until you try and do it in covid especially with all the paperwork to get and everything um so i'm actually going out to the european champs on the 12th of august um on the trip we had to organize ourselves um so it, that's been quite tough trying to contact airline companies and stuff um but yeah so it's 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 tough but i do do enjoy it and then sometimes when you get delayed at an airport and you're sitting there for hours um that's annoying but yeah i'm not complaining too much because i do love the places i get to go to the year that you won the world champs you mm-hmm. were scotland's young sports person of the year tell me about getting that award yeah so after world champs i got nominated for quite a lot of of a couple kind of awards i think there was that one the daily telegraph one and the sports aid one as well um so i was kind of like the support and the kind of response after worlds was like amazing like so the way it just like got out and there was more kind of everybody else that wasn't in cycling kind of heard of it as well um which was which was good but yes the the sports person one was was good i got to go to the event in edinburgh um dressed up in my suit and yeah you know it's cool as well because you get to speak to like loads of other kind of big athletes that you never really get the opportunity to speak to otherwise so yeah i also understand that you went to the british cycling awards in early 2020 can you tell me about that yeah um so i think that was pretty close before covid time but um i went down to that just expecting to go and sit and watch the awards get my award and then have the dinner and then go home again um i got there and i was like they were like oh we, we need someone to do this to do an interview a mountain biker would you like to do it um so i was like yeah sure um so anyway kind of plot twist i had to do had to do this interview um and it was absolutely terrifying in front of everybody um at the whole event but yeah no it was um scary but quite good i'm not that good at interviews so um, the pressure was on, but kind of they sent me into the back before the interview, um, and there was like Chris Hoy standing there and like a bunch of other really, and I was like, "Wow, this is." So I, I had a fifty-minute chat to Chris Hoy before um, getting the kind of mic check and practice and stuff. So um, yeah, no, it was worth worth the trip down. I think um, that was amazing. So I'm sure you were really looking forward to the 2020 season after the amazing season that you had in 2019. But COVID hit before the season properly started. 
did you manage to get much racing in before the first lockdown? Yeah, yeah, no, that was a shame. I did, well, I was quite lucky, actually. I did three races before, before lockdown. Um, there's a Scottish cycling trip that we do most years where we go out to a place called Banyoles, near just north of Girona in Spain. And so that's we did that race. Um, that was okay for me. But then we do do a training camp. At that point, COVID was just kind of becoming a possibility that it might kind of turn into talk with what it is right now. Yeah, and everyone was like, oh, I might shut down everything. Um, but then we went to another race in Shelver the weekend after that, just south of uh, near Valencia, I think. And I, was, I managed to win my first under 23 kind of race, which I was really happy with. And then I did another race in Scotland after that. And then we went into lockdown. So that was, yeah, pretty gutting because I was looking forward to my year out, out of doing racing. How did your training and racing plans change because of COVID? Um, yeah, completely, I think, because well, I was planning to take a year out of, of my first year off school to just like travel and race and mm. um, do all this stuff. And then, yeah, it just kind of didn't happen. Um, so it was so frustrating. So I was just at home. And at the start, I really struggled to try and find the motivation to just train. Um, gradually I got into a kind of rhythm of training and it was I was doing it right but when you're just training on your own for kind of ever it felt like um, you're not even like having contact with other cyclists and I thought I was kind of training at a good level um, and then I got to the races and I was like rubbish um, I had back problems and stuff in the races so um, yeah it was tough but we did lucky to get some races in the end of the year actually because quite a lot of quite a lot of other disciplines and people didn't get any racing at all so um yeah really grateful for that but yeah all the races were kind of jam-packed into the second half of the year um which was which was I suppose good for me but um I'm definitely a kind of racer as opposed to a trainer so I don't just go out and train for hours and hours I have to have like something to motivate me to kind of get me to train hard and when there is something motivating I can really push myself so um yeah once I did start racing my results kind of got better and better the whole time how did you find racing the world cup so late in the year the weather wasn't great I suppose that was probably a downside or a plus depends on who you ask but yeah a lot of the races were quite wet world champs it was like snowing the day after the day before um in the gang up in the hills um, so I think it was like the first snowfall of, the, of like the ski season came the same weekend we were there. Um, so, but it was yeah, it was okay. It just felt a bit kind of odd. I mean, everything packed so tight together. We did like a race every weekend for um, five weeks in a row or something. Um, so, but it, it was good. But I was actually start. I was planning on starting uni this year as well. So I've just finished first year at Edinburgh. And so my semester started halfway through that trip. And um, so I was trying to kind of race and do uni work at the same time, which was tough. But yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't too bad. Just grateful to get some races. What are you studying at uni? So I'm doing mechanical engineering at Edinburgh. And yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying it. I've just done first year. Um, past all my stuff so um, it was quite tough for sometimes trying to train and 
and study at the same time. It was probably harder than I expected it to be. Um, but I did have a couple of setbacks at the start with the races. I kind of got to uni and then had to work really hard to catch up. But um, second semester was much better. And yeah, I'm looking forward to second, the second second year. So was a lot of it at home because of the COVID situation? Yeah, yeah. I did try and move into halls in Edinburgh. Um, and it was okay, but it was just, you couldn't really do very much because mm. um, of COVID. So I spent kind of half the time at home, half the time there. Over the winter, I spent quite a lot of time here as well because there was snow in the hills and I was skiing lots. So I was kind of enjoying that. So we're now in 2021 and you've already done lots of races. The first time mm. I met you was at, it was at a national cross-country race at Woody's Bike Park. And you're about to head off to some races in Europe with friends of the podcast, Harry Birchall and Cameron Orr. Can you tell me more about that trip? Yeah, so Woody's wasn't great for me. I was a bit ill before that, so I didn't do amazing. It was a really fun trip, like a great course um, down there. But after that, we went on a trip to... first race we did was a kind of HC, kind of a, a national Italian round. Um, similar to the British races um, in Latwil. Um, so we did that, kind of the first race, but we had to drive out. You can't really fly in quite right now. It's quite hard. Um, or it was anyway. So yeah, we had to drive out, which was a math and two days of driving, but got there eventually. Um, and then, yeah, so Latwil is an amazing place. It's like up in the hills. Um, it's a ski resort, I think. But yeah, it was good. I think I could... Uh, yeah, I can't remember exactly how I did. It wasn't it wasn't a great race for me, but it wasn't too bad. So, um, yeah, I was just kind of happy to get some racing in. I think I was like 10th, under 23. No, it wasn't. I was 8th, definitely 8th. Um, but then the weekend after that was the Leger World Cup. And that one had quite a lot of pressure on for me because I had to get a good result to go to Worlds. Um, so later in this year so um I was kind of gunning for a good result and unfortunately Harry and Harry and Cam and Fraser had all crashed in the twill um so they were all kind of battered and bruised um which was um, annoying for them unfortunate but I managed to stay stay on my bike so yeah I went to the Leger and that was a that was a good race I managed to get 10th 10th under 23 in my first first top 10 for World Cup so I was buzzing with that um really muddy race pretty crazy course um so yeah really happy and then we drove home again for two days um so successful trip and you've just raced the national champs in Plymouth and you were leading the under 23 race with Harry Birchall from the start can you talk me through the race Yes, yeah, so British a British champs win seems to have like evade me every single time I try. Um, I I've got all the jerseys other than other than the British champs, but yeah, it was it was a good good race. I was really happy with how I was like I was on good form, but just started from the race and me and Harry kind of were really pushing each other at the start to try and get a gap. Um, I think our lap times were thirty seconds quicker than the elites. Um, and then, yeah, we just kind of, everybody dropped off. It was me, Harry, Rory, and then it was just me and Harry at the front. And we were kind of pushing each other on, on the climbs and the descents, almost to kind of force an error on the other person. 
Um, and then on the fourth lap, I was going down, down through the rock garden, and I just smacked into a rock. Um, and I know I knew exactly what rock and what happened. And as soon as I hit it, I was like, "Damn, yeah, that's a puncture." And then, yeah, it just started getting softer and softer for the rest of the lap. Um, and I managed to nurse it around to the pits, but Harry got a little gap on me by this point, and I switched my wheel out and kind of kept going. And then, then that point, the kind of my plan was to try and hold on to second as opposed to fight for the win. So, yeah, Roy was kind of coming up behind me. And then, yeah, I just had to dig really deep to try and stay away from Roy. Um, and yeah, thankfully, I managed to hold on second. So I was actually really happy with that. But, yeah, hopefully one day I'll manage to, manage to win my first British champs. <laughs> what are your hopes for the rest of the season? Um. Well, I've got European champs coming up next race, so hopefully that'll be a good one. I haven't really set myself any kind of position goals. Um, I think I just, the, well, I suppose the one goal I set for myself at the start of the year was to kind of every race try and improve on the previous race. So at world level, I suppose now I'll need to get better than top 10. Um, so I suppose I'm aiming for that. But um, yeah, I just want to try and really do as well as I can. So, yeah, I've got that and then World Champs, which is a big one. Um, so that's like my main focus. And then there's a World Cup after that. And then and then that's it. Off-season, back to, back to uni and then start thinking about next year. So what training do you do in the winter? So it's more, oh, well, after the races, I'll have a bit of time off, probably just to enjoy myself. Um, and I'll kind of gradually start cycling again, probably do more kind of, Enduro trail riding with my mates as opposed to anything kind of serious. And then it just kind of goes into lots of, quite a lot of gym, trying to do a bit of running, um, trying to build up my base. So long, long rides um, and stuff. Probably keep the efforts, less efforts at the start and then gradually bring in more kind of intensity efforts towards the season. Yeah, so the idea that you build up, build up your endurance and then, and then build in um, the intensity and the cardio stuff. So. Yeah, it'll probably just be a mix of long rides, a bit of running, a bit, bit of gym, um, some intensity stuff as well, but quite a lot of time spent on the road bike um, and then also on the dual bike as well. What are your hopes for the next five years? Well, I've got next year, it's the Commonwealth Games. And um, so hopefully, hopefully if I do well enough this year, I could, oh, there's a chance of going to that, which is really exciting. So um, yeah, it's in Birmingham, which isn't isn't that exotic compared to the Gold Coast last time. But um, yeah, no, at least we don't have to travel that far, um, I suppose. But yeah, so really, really looking forward to that. Hopefully, hopefully I do get. I've got the selection criteria already, so hopefully, hopefully I get selected for that. So that would be that would be great. And then after that, there's a the kind of world champs in Scotland. Um, so that's another big one for me because I kind of want to. I, I want to win my chance at home. That would be great. Um, and then the year after that, it's the Olympics in 2024. And I'm not getting my hopes up, but I mean, as a good goal to train for. So, um, yeah, I'll be I'll be this I'll be a year older than Tom was is this year when I when I do it in if I go in in France. So it's definitely possible. Where's your favourite place to ride for fun? Do someone asked me this question the other day and. I really didn't know what to say, but I kind of think probably, probably at home, like just on my my home trails, because 
Like it's where I've ridden all my life. I love it here. Um, and there's a really good hill near me, and I've built quite a lot of kind of trails up there. So I really, really love it here. Um, good, good trails here. But abroad, um, somewhere more interesting, probably. I I don't actually have a single favorite place. My favorite track to race on is probably Novi Mesto. It's just it's just a really good track. Um, the riding we did in the Twil was really good as well. Most of the Alps are great, to be honest. What's your favourite race you've ever done? Um, I suppose world, the World Champs, the Junior World Champs that I won probably probably means the most to me um, in that sense. Um, I suppose the kind of Junior World Series I won in Novi Mesto that same year, earlier on in the year, that's also a big one. I did, I won by like a minute and a half or something, so I was really happy with that one. Um, that was just that was just a great great race for me. Um, I can't actually think of other favorite races. I think that's probably yeah, that's probably it. Who's your favorite current rider? That's another good question. Um, as to be honest, I don't actually have a favorite rider. Um, there's always people um kind of rooting for in the back of my head, like the British boys especially. But um, as far I don't, I don't know. I feel recently I was supporting Wild Van Aert at the big races because I feel he just gets marked by everyone. And I really wanted to kind of him because he's a strong guy. I really wanted him to kind of pull it off. But, um, yeah, I think there's a guy called Reese Wilson as well who I really love to watch. He's just like ridiculously good on a bike. Um, so I think that's really impressive. Those guys like Bernico as well, just the downhillers are pretty, pretty impressive to watch. Who's your favourite rider of all time? God, I, oh, I can't answer that. <laughs> um, oh, I really don't know. Uh, yeah, I've got no idea. <laughs> Sorry. What's your advice for young riders? So, I suppose the main thing is to make sure you're really having fun. Because um, as soon as you don't enjoy what you're doing, then it just becomes a chore. Um, so, um. I mean, I'm going to contradict myself a bit here, but sometimes training is really hard and you won't enjoy it all the time. But it's worth it to put, if you really have to push yourself um, to the limit to kind of get good results. And it is worth it in the end for the experiences you get once you do push yourself. So um, I suppose that's, yeah, that's kind of it. Just if you really believe in what you're doing and you enjoy your racing and stuff, then really go for it. Um and also like find discipline for you and if you really want if, if for cycling if you want to be more of a roadie or a mountain biker or in downhill enduro and there's so much that cycling has to offer that um if you don't feel quite at home where you are currently maybe you have a try at everything else and if you do that you might think actually yeah no the discipline i started out off started off with was the was the one for me so um, but yeah, no, I think just make sure make sure you're having fun. It's the main one. You've got five minutes before you head down to the start of a race. What's on your playlist to get you motivated? Oh, good question. Probably it depends on how I'm feeling. Sometimes, sometimes I want something really kind of relaxing, just like um, Jack Johnson or um, that kind of like nice guitar songs. And then other times I want something like. Like I don't know, some old Kanye West, I quite like um, some like dance dance songs, that kind of thing. Thank you for joining me today, Charlie.
It's right. Thanks for having me on. I've enjoyed it. It's incredible how much Charlie has achieved, and it was really interesting to chat to him about his achievements. Check out my Instagram page at cycling.talk.podcast where we have monthly Big Bubble Hats competitions and that's where you can get in touch with us and give your feedback. And if you did enjoy this episode, then don't forget to share it with your friends. See you on the bike.